Welcome to today's Impact Podcast. Today we're chatting with my good friend, Lindsay Horsley from the Indiana Department of Health. Um, She does a lot of really, really cool things for the state, but today she's talking to us as a mom of loss and has some really, really cool stuff to tell us. Thanks so much for having me. Well, you're so welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, So we've known each other a long time Mm -hmm. and I know a lot about what you do and your story, but uh, maybe for our friends at home, if you could kind of go over like professionally what you do and then you're like your mom credits and all that yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Um, so I am, have been married for, it'll be 18 years okay. this year to my husband, Kevin. Um, we have two kiddos that are living, um, Gavin, who's 16 and Bailey, who is 10. And I professionally uh, work for the Indiana Department of Health um, in the Division of Fatality Review and Prevention, where I oversee all of the fetal infant mortality review programs across the state of Indiana. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a yeah. lot. But we appreciate what you do. Well, thank That's you. That's amazing. So obviously, as one of those teams, we work with you. Um but I wanted to kind of chat more about, you know, families that lose babies. I think that's a, a big stigma that we still have in our world. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in my position, just because of what I do for a living, people reach out to me often like, oh, I know somebody, this happened, and I, I have no clue what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because it's not, I wouldn't say it's rare, rare, but mm-hmm. it's not a super common occurrence. So maybe they've never experienced that with another family member or friend before, um, and and also the, you know, the family that it's happening to, they don't have a playbook for how to make this happen or right. what they need either. So I'm um, so glad that you're willing to come and chat. So if we could just kind of start with, you know, your story yeah. about your baby and then kind of go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, this has been, she'll be, what we'll be celebrating her, what, 18th birthday this year. So I was young, 23, first time mom. Um, clueless, you know, in that age where like I went to college, didn't have an established doctor when I came back home. So I, you know, got pregnant and unexpectedly and went to a family physician because I didn't know, I didn't know any better. So, um, everything was fine. We, you know, made it to all my appointments and about 20, you know, in the second trimester, um, started having some high blood pressure issues. Um, they put me on medication, monitored me. I, I, I could, every time I went to the doctor, I swear, I think I laid there on my left side for what felt like hours because they were just trying to get my blood pressure to come down. But medicine was never changed like just kind of sent me on my way. And, and I didn't know any different until now, of course, after the fact all the time to like, think about the things that could have been done differently. But, um, went on to have a 30 at 37 weeks and five days, I went in for a root, what they considered a routine ultrasound just to, you know, check on her size, um, and found that she had no heartbeat. So that was done at the hospital. Um, you know, it was looking at the time I was very frustrated because it was like one o'clock I was starving. I was like, I just need to get out of here and get lunch. Right. Um, but didn't pay attention to the fact that, you know, they were turning the monitor from me and long story short, my, they were like, Hey, your physician's here. She's just happens to be here today, which she wasn't. She was came in in street clothes and she broke the news alongside the bereavement nurse that was there at the hospital. Um, and then, you know, I was left with all this whirlwind of, well, what now? Like, you know, I thought, 
you're good after the first 12 weeks, right? Because yeah. nobody talks about that this is an outcome. Uh, so, you know, they told us, you know, you have to go go home, pack a bag, get your things together, come back tonight, and we'll induce you. Um, so it was it was scary. But, I, you know, it, it was just, um, you know, a lot for being 23 to then go and buy your own funeral plots, you know, your own, your own burial plots and, and to plan a funeral for someone you were expecting to bring home and love on, you know? So it was a lot to be 23 and and I couldn't, it, at any point in life, it's hard. Right. Yeah. But to, to go into it, not knowing that that was even an, uh, an outcome that could happen, I think hit a little harder. Absolutely. I think doing what we do. Yeah. Like in the back of our head, it's always a possibility. Oh, but yeah. when you're not in this world, right? That's not a thing that happens. No, no one talks about it. It's no. like you know, as you said, it's, it's like a taboo topic mm-hmm. that unfortunately does affect a lot of people. But you don't know that it, people have. It was after that point that people started coming to me and saying, you know, oh, I, I've been through this, and I've known you my whole life. How did you not tell me that this happened? Yeah. You know, like. Why are you just now saying this? So yeah. it's it's kind of a shame that it's so taboo and people don't talk about it because it does affect so many people. And then those people are kind of left lone, alone yeah. in their grief because um, it's a hard topic. Nobody wants to talk about, you know, babies yeah. dying. It's not, it's not how it's supposed to be. No. Right? I always kind of would tell moms – you're in this club now yeah. that you never wanted to yeah, be in. The club that nobody wants to join. Yeah. yeah. But then people come out of the woodwork mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, yeah, actually, that's happened to me and this mm-hmm. happened to my sister. And it's like, oh, actually, there are a lot of people yeah. that have experienced this. They shouldn't feel so alone. Mm-hmm. So, kind of to go back a little bit, thinking about, you know, when you came home, mm-hmm. like, what was that like? That was hard. That yeah. was hard. Um, leaving the hospital without her was hard. I am so thankful for my sister-in-laws because they took the initiative to go to our place and put all of her, like we'd already, I've already done the nesting stuff at that point. Mm-hmm. Bottle, bottles were in the cabinets. They took everything and put them in her room and just shut the door. They didn't mm-hmm. do anything else with it. So I appreciated coming home and not having those reminders just glaring in my yeah. face. Um, <clears throat> so... I was thankful for that. Um, of course, I still had to walk by that room all the time. Yeah, but that was a big help. And I, I've had other moms who've said, <clears throat> you know, they were really upset. So like they, they came home and everything was just gone, gone, gone. Oh yeah, like, no, yeah. I would have been very upset about that. Yeah, obviously, you don't don't remove it all completely. Just yeah. I'm thankful they just put it in her room yeah. and just shut the door because then I. Over time, when I was ready, could go in there and go through things. There was a time, though, I went to open a cabinet, which they I wouldn't have expected them to go through my cabinets necessarily, all of them, right, to get a glass to get something to drink, and there was bottles in there that I had washed and had ready. So that kind of hit me in the gut. Yeah, but you know, at least they were still in in the house. Everything was still in the house, you know. So then, over time, I could, when I was ready, to go through it and decide what to do with it. Yeah. Which that's, that can take a long time. Yeah. Yes. So in the immediate, that was helpful. Yes. Having your family kind of do that for you. Um, how do, how do people show up after that? I mean, is it different than if you had brought her home? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the immediate family, like, you know, parents were there. Um, but otherwise I felt like 
it was everybody kind of stayed away because they were afraid to talk about it. They yeah. were afraid to like, you know, what if she's having a good day and we want to bring we bring it up and and then we bring her down, you know. Yeah. But then, but really, I was always thinking about it. Yeah, you know, um, my husband worked nights, so that made it tough. I <clears throat> being alone was hard. Yeah, I feel like had I had a baby, like physically there, I would have had more people coming over and wanting to hold her or help out, but yeah. I didn't have that, you know. We're alone. Yeah. Oh. So you're extra alone, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so it's like double. Because there, there isn't a baby to come like, oh, let me come help you clean your house because you've got this baby and you're yeah. not getting any sleep. But really, you're still not getting any sleep. Yeah. Well, and you still went through a birth. Right. You know, like yeah. Oh, absolutely. your body still did all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. So would you say... You know, if somebody wanted to like reach out, it would be helpful. Just say, hey, "Can I come sit with you for today?" Yeah, or, like Can absolutely. You just hang out and watch soap operas or yes. whatever you want to do. Just wanting to be present, I mm-hmm. think, is huge. Yeah. Um, even if you don't know what to say, yeah, you just physically being there and the simple acknowledgement of "I'm so sorry that you're going through this," and that you know, say their baby's name. You know, the, the mm-hmm. little things. You don't have to say anything else. Don't overthink it. Yeah. It's just offering to be present. Yeah. Um that that's the biggest piece of advice I could give, you know, just being present in the moment and allowing them that safe space to know they're not alone and if they want to talk about it, they can. And yeah. and a lot of times they'll do all the talking. You don't even have to say anything. Just yeah. just being there. Being there. That's really helpful. I think that takes a lot of the like fear yeah. out of yeah. out of it for people like, okay, I don't have to know exactly what to say. Right. I just need to physically put myself in that space. space. Yeah. Yeah. Because you think like, you know, as, as a lost mom, I was always afraid that I would upset the other person. Yeah. You know, I, you know, if somebody doesn't know what to say, I was fearful for what would come out of their mouth thinking, okay, I know, I like, I know that there's that tension there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to upset them either. Yeah. Cause it is awkward, you know? Yeah. So we're mindful for, you know, most lost moms or, or parents um, are mindful that that is hard. That's a hard thing. Because yeah. we've also been on that side most yeah. of the time, right? Or even if it's not a baby someone's lost, it's a loved one. And it's like, what do you say? Yeah. We've all been there. So, like, kind of remembering that in that moment, like, I don't know. I just – just being present is is the big, biggest yeah. thing you can do. I love that. I think – me specifically, you know, when I want to show up for somebody in a bereavement, I feel very uncomfortable. So I'm like, I'm going to drop some food off. Yeah. I won't come in. I don't want to bother you. I'm just going to make sure you have food. And maybe that's like the Midwestern like woman yeah. in me. Like, <laughs> I will bring you a casserole. Right. Because I don't know how else to like yeah. tell you that I love you. But maybe like we do need people to come in. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I love the casserole. That's great. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a big fan of like we, the text of like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to respond at all. But just yeah. FYI. Yes, I love that. You know, even if you're going and you're taking food, like just making sure they're eating. Right. You know, being pre- – let me get you a plate. Yeah. You know, let me sit with back. you while you eat. You yeah. know, just making sure that they are taking care of themselves in that that aspect. Yeah. Not have to say anything. You know, just be there. I love that. Um, okay, so on the flip side, and I always ask this question, <laughs> we don't need to name names. Or just, have you thought back to that time, were there things that people said or did that mm-hmm. were incredibly unhelpful? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, and yeah. I think there's a lot of like platitudes that people have in those times that feel like the right thing yes. to say. Yeah. And that's where it's hard. Cause that's, yeah. I think that's where that, like you bring it back to that. Like we're just as awkward in that yeah. space because we don't want to upset you and we don't want you to overthink it. Like just that's where it's like, yeah. just be simple, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. People, you know, the one I heard the most is, well, at least um, she's in a better place. But to a mom or a parent, the yeah. best place is with me. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's, that's you know, they mean well, though. So yeah. you can't, like, you know, Can it's you hard. your top five? Top five. Well, that would be one that's of them one. Yeah. for sure. Um, well, you're young. You can have more children. Yeah. I'm writing these down. <laughs> yes. Um, what's another one that I heard often? Well, it's it's been it's been a year. Why are you still upset? Yeah. Or it's been, you know, X amount of time. The worst, most painful one is it was the first holiday for us after her loss was Mother's Day. And I had a friend say, Why are you celebrating Mother's Day? You're not a mother. Oh. <laughs> that one brings tears to my eyes because um, that's a hard one. Are we still friends with this person? No. Okay. No. I hope she doesn't see this, but yeah, no, that's, yeah, yeah that's a hard one. That's really like, hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, a hard still one. still are. Yeah. 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 And one more. Hmm. Let's think here. I often hear like, well, this is just God's plan. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That I've heard. I don't love yeah. that one. Don't love that one. This is, yeah. That one's, that one's hard. Yeah. I think, you know, from working with mom and I, I have not lost a baby, so I, I'm not coming from a place of being there, but, um, you know, one thing I, that I've heard mom say is like, what's helpful is this really sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. Yes. Yes. I, I don't know what to say. Yep. Because we don't, we don't have a playbook yeah. for this. Like we don't know. This is not something that's supposed to happen. Right. You know, so it's not like we're raised with like, okay, and then when your friend loses their baby, this is the three things that you should say. Yeah. Although hopefully they'll watch this and know. Right. (laughs) Right. But like there's just things that like are like, oh, they were never meant to be here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't like that one. Yeah. Don't like that one either. Yeah. There's a, I mean, and they all come with good intentions. They do. They do. It's just sometimes those can be, well, maybe not so much that you're not a mother. Why are you celebrating Mother's Day? But, you know. No, um, that one's, that one's, that one was cruel. That's not okay. Um, But, you know, sometimes that's why it's just easier to just not overthink it and just the simple, I'm so sorry, yeah. you know, acknowledge, acknowledge it. Yeah. Because when you don't acknowledge it, that, that's not good either. No. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, this, nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. Something happened. Something really big happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, bereavement gift. So, I, we're all about, like, baby shower gifts. We know what mm-hmm. to bring. We'll bring a casserole. We got that. Like, mm-hmm. is there a good bereavement gift? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my go-to is a memorial candle. Um, you can get candles made that you can put baby's picture on it. You can put a little quote, a verse, um, 
just personalized memorial candle and they've got kinds. The one that I, my go-to is the kind that has um, a tea light replacement in the top. Mm. So the candle never actually burns down, but you know, come that October 15th, the national, you know, international pregnancy loss and infant death awareness day. Like you have that wave of light at seven o'clock, light your candle. I light my candle, you know, or just when I was thinking about her, I just light my candle, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, that's my go-to. That was my go-to. And, Honestly, and this is going to sound awful, but I, when I go to any baby shower, I give gifts that are personalized and only because I had my baby shower at, before I had my loss, literally yeah. days before I had my loss. And my most cherished gifts that I got that I could still use had her name on them. Like I could display them with her things yeah. in her little shrine that I have, you yeah. know? Um, so I always kind of, think about that not not with the hopes that this will ever be anyone's outcome right yeah but just like what could they use no matter the outcome yes um you know things that are personalized if you're if you happen to know obviously baby's name um before baby's baby's arrival then get something with the name on it yeah see I was always like really stingy with the name Uh, yeah and people people are and that's okay you know I'm like oh and if you're not, and, and you know, I mean, even if it's something you, you get them something in the meantime and then later yeah. st- you could still get something because yeah. by then, you know, after the loss happens, they've named baby, yeah. you know, yes. you could get something later. I love that. That's, yeah. That's really helpful. And it gives you a reason to like go see them mm-hmm. and like, be oh, in their space. And, yeah. Yeah. I think it, if you give a gift after, it kind of marks like this was a person who was here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like this isn't. We didn't not a good occasion, but it's an occasion. Yeah, like, like I'm still thinking of you. Yeah, and you know I think, and I, I can't speak for all lost parents, but you know, as a lost mom, I could, I would imagine most people feel the same way. Our number one fear is that everyone will forget our child. Yeah, because we never will. Every day go, every day we think about them. Yeah. So when you're doing that, those extra things like outside of that normal time, like I even tell people, like if you can reach out months later yeah do it because they're never there's never a day when they're not thinking about it and if you're worried that oh gosh it's been so long now maybe I shouldn't bring it up they're having a good day they think about it all the time yeah you know they've lost parents have good poker face (laughs) right they develop so you know like just bringing it up anytime it could be years later yeah because as the time goes on, here I am like almost 18 years later, it gets harder when less and less people show up and talk about her, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's so true. So, I mean, I feel like you've just beautifully dovetailed yeah, into the sorry. next question. <laughs> yeah. so oh, yeah. Go that's ahead. excellent. Um, no, it's, <laughs> I, I think to hit on that point, people are better at showing up in that immediate yes. part. Yeah. Um, they're not excellent at it, but, you know, they're mm-hmm. better at that. And then it's life happens. Yeah. You know, people get busy. They're doing all these yeah. things. And then, you know, they move on, understandably, mm-hmm. but like that person is still having a hard time. Yeah. So um, what advice do you have for like when people showed up weeks and months and years later, like what was good? Mm-hmm. Just the fact that they cared enough to still show up. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, and I, I often tell like moms that are fresh in their loss, like, the easiest part 
is when you're actually in the hospital because you got everybody there coming at you. Yeah. You know, you may not remember a thing. I, I don't remember. I remember one thing that was said to me in the hospital to this day, the best advice I ever received. But we're going to hit on that. Too, yeah, we can okay. hit on that. <laughs> um, but after the funeral, mm-hmm. everybody goes back to their normal lives. Yeah. And that's when that support's needed the most. Yeah. I've, I've had people, or maybe I'm making this up, I don't know. Um, you know, they put a reminder in their phone, like once mm-hmm. a month on that Put day. a reminder of, yes, the like, date. Okay, this is, um, you know, I'm going to check yep. in on her and say, like, mm-hmm. oh, how is... How are you doing? Yeah. Thinking about so-and-so, you know, yeah. the baby's name. And then like on the anniversary, yeah, you know, make sure if they have something, you go mm-hmm. or at least reach out, you know, yeah. a birthday card. I know it sounds kind of weird, but like, yeah. you know, just thinking of her. Acknowledging it. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I didn't prep you with this question, but it feels <laughs> like you're going to know the answer and it's fine. Um, we've talked a lot about how as somebody who's not experienced the loss mm-hmm. to reach out to the people that are experiencing the loss. But do you have any words of advice for the families that are, are experiencing the loss? Like what can we, if you had, if you had them right in front of you, like mm-hmm. what would you tell them? The parents, that the, the parents, families that are yeah. experiencing loss, take it one day at a time. Was that the nugget that you got? No, the, the, the nugget that I got actually was the one and only thing I ever remember that was said to me at the hospital was, the bereavement nurse set my husband and I down. Now, mind you, we weren't married at the time. And she said, most relationships do not survive this. You just need to know that both of you will grieve differently. And if she wouldn't have told me that, I we would have we wouldn't be together. There's no way. Because I was wanting I was crying all the time, wanting to talk about it constantly. And I couldn't understand why he was like not that way. Yeah. You know, yes, but come to find out he was going to the grave constantly, whereas I didn't because I just I felt like she was with me all the time anyways. But if she wouldn't have told me that we would have we would have probably separated Yeah, just because, you know, everybody handles it different, especially men versus women. Right. Um, So, yeah, that was a huge, huge piece of advice that if I could tell, you know, parents if they are together, like, you know, just know even if they're not like realize you're you're everyone handles it differently but mm-hmm. especially you know when m- moms and dads dads feel like they have to be like that strong strength mm-hmm. and can't show us that they're weak and because they got to be strong for us yeah. but that's all we want to do is cry and talk about it <laughs> just want to cry and talk about yeah. it yeah that's a really good one take it one day at a time people grieve differently mm-hmm. i used to tell moms people will say things to you that are going to hurt. Yeah. You know, they, they come from a good place, but it's okay to tell them that that hurt your feelings. Yeah, absolutely. Cause they're never going to learn to say things differently. Yeah, um, absolutely. What else? What else is good? I think, you know, with any grief or even, you know, like a significant depression, like as much as you can focus on the basics, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. eat, mm-hmm. sleep, when you yeah. can, shower, make like a, you know, they have some great, books out there Mm -hmm. that just give you like each day like one day you focus on taking a shower Mm -hmm. the next day you try to dance to the beat of a of a song like just try to move you know yeah um and i love that like it's just simple Mm -hmm. um not overdoing it but it's getting you you know moving and and just keeping you a little active you know because the worst thing you can do is just sit there and and I mean, please, by all means, go through all the feels. Yeah. 100%. Every day will be different. Even, I mean, and it's okay 
that as time goes on, those sad days are less and less and mm-hmm. you're going to feel guilty about that. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. Just know that that's a part of the process. Yeah. You know, it's part of getting better. Mm-hmm. Oof, that's a good one. Well, I think I've asked you all my questions. Okay. <laughs> Do you have anything additional that we didn't talk about that you need to say? Want to say? No, I just thank you for having me on oh, and thank you. I'm happy to, I hope that it helps someone. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then when we post this, we'll make sure that we have like links for folks if they need a little extra help. Um, do you have any organizations that you love? Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, First Candle has some good resources. Um, I know, you know, the Indiana Donor Network, they also have a ton of grief resources. Um, honestly, for a lots of different realms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Center for Loss is a good one. Um, centerforloss.org. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of of any kind of loss. It's more of a general, mm-hmm. um, but they do have perinatal, you know, loss of children. Awesome. I, I could probably go on and on, but there's right. yeah, grief those, share those is a great one too. Grief share. I know our local hospice has be, a grief be share mindful group, so. online though. A lot of those, if you're noticing parents that those sites are bringing you down stay away yeah you know because it's it's very easy to like read all of everyone's sad posts and then bring yourself back down so i just you know talk to your doctor you know talk to your family if they're open to talking to you and and just be mindful of that at least you know online is great because it's got there's so, so many resources but um Hard it's hard to also it's really easy to find yourself in a place where you're getting stuck in like being sad for everyone else's grief and it's just compounding yeah. onto your own you know yeah I used to recommend um you know I would when I was the hospital social worker I, you have a very short amount of time and like you said you don't remember mm-hmm. a lot so you're trying mm-hmm. to get them as much as you can yeah. in that short period of time um but I, I would say you know these are local support groups mm-hmm. I do not recommend you go to them in the next six weeks yeah yeah. Like I just want you to have this paper yeah. because I want you to have it, but you need to take a little time before you're ready to be. Yeah, absolutely. In a group of other people just absolutely. You can't absorb other people's pain and grief right now. Exactly. You got to figure out your own for mm-hmm. a little bit. So, mm-hmm. well, that's awesome. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you being so open yeah. with your story. I think Anytime. that's going to help a lot of people. So, good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.